0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Mariner's
1: Pod. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. And there is a ton going on, and we're going to try and get to a lot of it. This is going to probably take a couple of days, but... Uh, so the Mariners finished up the first half with a series against the Angels. We'll talk about that. Cal Raleigh made his Major League debut yesterday. We'll touch on that. The draft is happening. We'll hear from the Mariners' first-round pick and Scott Hunter, who's engineering the draft for the Mariners. Yeah, all-star game, everything else. Go, there's a million things going on, so we'll get to everything we can in this podcast. So let's start with the series against the Angels. A nice way to go into the break as the Mariners... End up taking two of three from Los Angeles, winning the first two games, dropping the third game of the series. Game one of the series is not one we'll forget for a long time. It included a home run. We just haven't seen anything like this as Otani just hit one to the moon. Makes fit swung on high drive, deep
2: right field. How far is this going? Way up, way up on the third deck. Oh, my goodness. What a home run by Otani! 3-0 3-0 Angels. He went third deck. Hanegar is watching, stunned, looking at the video board as Otani comes around. His 33rd home run. His 70th RBI. Oh, my goodness gracious.
1: Yeah, that was wild. Angels won in the first, one in the second, one in the third. A 3 nothing lead, but Mariners kind of went to formula. They... You don't get decent enough starting pitching, which they did for Marco, who hangs on to allow just three runs in five and two-thirds. The bullpen, dynamite, they just hang zeros on the board, and then the offense just slowly comes back. They tie it in the seventh. And then Mitch Hanniger, the big blow. Mitch Hanniger trying to give
3: the Mariners a lead here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Wise back to the Angels dugout. Base is loaded, two down. Here's the stretch and the 2 nothing pitch. Swing and a drive. Deep to left center field. Going and going. Grandma, get out the right bread and mustard. It is grand salami time. Mitch Hanniger with a grand slam here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the Mariners have the lead. 7-3, is 20th home run of the season. And Haniger clears the bases. Holy smokes, what a shot by Haniger! So the Mariners take
1: game one, 7-3 final. Game two belonged to Chris Flexen, who is dynamite.
4: Here comes his 2-2. Swing and a miss. He got him a vicious curveball. That Ward swings through. Down he goes. And Chris Flexen has done it again. He has blanked the Angels through seven innings on just three hits allowed. Another brilliant night for the Mariners starter,
1: Chris Flexen. He was great. Mariners win 2-0. So they took the first two games. They took the series. Game three would not happen, though. Bullpen day for the M's. Angels jumped on the Mariners' Uh, Mariners scored the first run, but then the Angels uh, just pecked away. One in the third, a couple in the fifth, one in the seventh, uh, three more in the ninth, and they went going away 7-1 to one to end the first half of the season. But a nice way to go into the All-Star break, taking two of three from the Angels and really playing really well overall since, and we've talked about this, since the 24th of May, since that sweep at the hands of the Padres. They've had one of the best records in the American league behind the Astros. They've been one of the best teams in the AL for a nice long stretch. So a solid first half, especially with everything the Mariners have had to overcome. Here's what Scott service said after the ball game.
5: You know, today, not, not our day, obviously didn't get much going offensively. You know, Suarez threw the ball really well. I thought we had some chance there early in the first inning to put up a bigger number than, than just the one. But, uh, you know, he had kept us off balance with his up. I thought, uh, You know, we're going to use a lot of guys today, try to mix and match and, and, uh, you know, get guys in the right pockets, uh, whatnot. I thought Hector threw the ball uh, really well, as he always does, goes out there and does his thing, but uh, restored today, really just didn't get enough offense going, but, Uh, I don't want it to to overshadow a lot of the the really positive things that we have done here over the first few months of the season. And we've put ourselves in a position to play really uh, meaningful games. I think uh, once we get back from the break, leading into the trade deadline and, and see what uh, August and September uh, has in store for us. So uh, our guys need a blow. Uh, They've really busted it. Uh, Can't say enough about this group and, and what they, how they bring the energy every day. It's been a lot of fun to watch and like i said the four days off will, will be uh, well uh taken by all of our guys any questions
2: what was your level of surprise at the offense given how many timely hits and how many hits you'd been able to string together during this home stand
5: oh yeah, we we certainly have we've put pressure on we've gotten a lot of big hits big homers uh, at the right times today was just one of those days that um, we didn't get much going. Uh, like I said, we had a little traffic there in the first and not a ton after that. So you got to give their guys credit. They, they threw the ball well. Uh, you know, we knew they were probably going to go to their closer early today if they needed to. Uh, but, again, just didn't get a ton going offense. That happens once in a while. Uh, yeah, you say it should be, uh, should be okay to uh, participate uh, in the all-star festivities and in, in the game uh, over in Colorado. That's the latest I've been told.
2: What were your first impressions of Cal Raleigh? The, the couple of plate appearances he was really battling, but how did you see his performance behind the plate and the way he worked with all those pitchers?
5: Uh, I thought Cal uh, first first time out there uh, handled himself really well. That's a tough spot. You're catching about seven different pitchers in your first major league game. Uh, he does have a feel for what each guy wants to do. That's for sure. I thought his at bats were very competitive. He hung in there. Had you know the first at bat, I thought he was all over Suarez. Got some good swings off. Just didn't get that first knock to fall in. But uh, you know he'll de- uh, catch his breath here over the next few days, and certainly he'll be with us here going into the second half of the season. I'm curious your thoughts on David Fletcher. He's obviously a pretty uh, hot batter right now. Yeah, David Fletcher's uh, uh, been a thorn in a lot of team sides, uh, and certainly ours. He has those streaks when he gets going. Uh, he can put the bat on any pitch, no matter where it's at in the zone, and uh, he basically did the damage against us today. Uh, the home run early, clutched, you know, two run single later. Uh, you know, it was nonstop today, so you got to make pitches you got to keep the ball down when the ball's up he puts a bat on it and you know good things happen for him today
2: today also gave you a chance to see a couple of guys we haven't seen in a long time ramirez and swanson why was it important to get those guys a little bit of work just just to see them in person
5: well, wow, they're going to pitch today. When you go to bullpen day, you're going to use all of them. And uh, we had a couple guys that were down today. Um, no rider, no Seawald. We pitched them a lot. So, you know, trying to to map the game out, and hopefully we would be in the good side of it, knowing that Swanson and, and um, uh, you know Ramirez and and Middleton were all going to play, you know, key roles in this game pitching wise. It just you know we just couldn't hold them down there in the in the middle innings, and you know they got some big hits against us.
6: Hey Scott, your group doesn't exactly look like they're Uh, limping to the finish line of the first half, the way they've been playing in terms of, uh, you know, how they feel physically, I should say. But um, at least you won't have to argue with Mitch about having him in the lineup for the next four days. But this break will do the body a lot of good for, especially for guys like Mitch and for Murph, right? No
5: no question. It'll it'll help uh, Hanny a ton. Certainly Seeger a little hobbling around right now. He needs a few days, A, a lot of guys. And not just the, the, the physical grind, it's the mental grind uh, every day. And like I said, we got a lot of baseball ahead of us, really looking forward to it. Our whole club's looking forward to it. We've put ourselves in a really good position. Um, now we do enjoy it and continue to, to focus on things that allow us to get better and stay competitive here as we go forward. So, um, like I said, we got a, a lot to look forward to.
6: Speaking Does of not- looking forward, Scott, um, especially in front of the trade deadline, are you in a position uh, to lobby for in-season help now, or is that kind of settled ground from the beginning of the year? I'm um, not quite
5: sure I understand your question, Art, other than the fact that, uh, you know, all teams uh, are looking to better their their ball clubs, certainly ones that, that are, uh, have positive or winning records, and we're no different than anybody else. And I'm sure Jer- Jerry and Justin Hollander in our front office will continue to be on the phone. They're a little busy today from what I understand, and they will be the next few days with the draft. But once that sells down, I'm sure all teams will be looking to, you know, uh, make some moves here leading up to the, the trade deadline.
7: Did Santiago pitch warnings than you expected because he was so efficient with his pitch count?
5: Yeah, I was hoping that he could get through the uh, the top of that lineup twice, uh, you know, being left-handed against Otani and Walsh. That was the goal. Um, and I thought he did a really good job today.
1: And the big news from yesterday's game, of course, as you heard there, Cal Raleigh making his major league debut for the Mariners behind the plate. Here's what Cal had to say after the game. Cal, how emotional was today and uh, the phone
8: call, you know, getting your family here, just walk us through everything that happened. Uh, yeah. Um, yesterday I got taken out about the second or third inning of the uh, game and, uh, Sugarland and, um, you know, uh, Skip told me, you know, hey, uh, shape's going to bat for you. And, um, you know, I thought it was just kind of odd at first. And then I started putting the pieces together and kind of laughing and joking with me. And, you know, he came in and shook my hand and told me I'm going up. So uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, not how I was, uh, how I was expecting it. Um, it's uh, something I'll never forget for sure.
2: At what point did it become real to you?
8: Uh, um, maybe when I got here, I don't, and when I walk, I guess when I was walking in with my bags, it was like, Oh, geez, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm actually part of the team and you know, I'm playing today. So it was, uh, it was a, it was a long day and it was full of, you know, emotions and, uh, you know, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun though.
2: How do you settle those emotions? Because you do have a lot going on, and then you had a handful of pitchers to catch.
8: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, once I, I was saying hey to everybody, and you know, i um, was telling me congrats, but at the same time, I was like, I was like, we got an hour till first pitch, and I haven't even, you know, started getting ready. Um, you know, it was a uh, guy here two hours before game time at the field. Me and Donnie, and you know, it was just crazy. It was just it was just a. It was a weird day, and it was something I never forget. I wouldn't trade it for anything, though. And, um, you know, it was uh, it was crazy, especially with all the pitchers coming in today, too. I was, got to know them real well, so that's good. Hey, Scott, or I'm sorry, Cal, you got to catch more
6: than half of the pitching staff today. I guess that's one way to get you up to speed pretty quickly, but there's some challenges that go, go with that as well, right? I mean, each guy's a little different, and what was that experience like?
8: yeah i mean it's uh it's gonna be a process you know it's not gonna i'm not gonna know everybody and i'm not gonna you know know their stuff and know what they do well and don't do well you know first game um it's gonna be a process and you know i'll uh you know take a few days off here try to reevaluate talk with everybody and you know try to get on the same page and you know try to you know start building relationships with these guys you know i only come in spring training and um you know hopefully I can you know build it as quick as possible but you know these things take time and you know it's something I'm willing to do and um you know it's not going to be easy but you know if it was easy everybody would do it so
2: you did have some familiarity with Suarez uh, how much did that help that first AB looked like you were all over him did you kind of think back to that AB you had against him in May
8: yeah I was um I was right on with the scouting report. He did the same exact thing to me um, in Salt Lake. And, you know, I had a little better luck there. But, you know, I, I felt good. Um, I was just a little quick in getting to it. I mean, that's – I figured I would be. I was just trying to slow everything down and be as quiet as possible. But, you know, I got a little jumpy and, you know, swung a pitch out of zone. But, you know, he did a good job tonight of mixing up you know, pitches, mixing speeds up, um, you know, kind of getting us out of a rhythm and uh, uh, hats off to him.
1: And we had Dan Wilson yesterday with us. And Dan has had a chance to see Cal Raleigh quite a bit through his development through the minor league season and spring training, of course. And here was Dan's take on what we expect to see from Cal Raleigh and the kind of player he is. Happy Cal Raleigh day,
0: Dan. i tell you what, thank you, Gary. It is really exciting and happy Cal Raleigh day back <laughs> to you. Cause uh, it's going to be a good one. And, and you mentioned, you know, a chance for the Mariners to sweep, and that's obviously the, the bigger, important picture. But, a, but a huge day for Cal Raleigh and and his career, obviously for his family, everybody that's involved. And, um, you know, this has been a long time coming for him, and and uh, has been highly touted, obviously, throughout the organization, and kind of all comes to fruition today. I'm really excited that it's his first day in the big leagues. He's getting a chance to be in the lineup and and uh, get right after. I think that's the best way to do it. And and I think he's really excited, and and uh, it's going to be a good day for the Mariners today. You've seen Cal
1: play a lot through the years. You've watched him develop. Uh, give us a thumbnail on what we could expect from Cal Raleigh.
0: Well, he's a big kid. He's a strong kid. And, and uh, what he does defensively, he's the best catcher we have in our organization in the minor leagues, and, and uh, his... You know his ability to receive the ball, frame the ball is 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 really good, and and uh, that's really what he does, and how he excels behind the plate. He's a big kid. He's got a lot of power in his bat, and he, he hits for a lot of power. Uh, both sides of the plate, switch hitter. So that's something that you know he brings to the table as well. Uh, and and the one thing he's really worked on is his consistency with with the bat, and and uh, you know he's he's honed that. He's he's um, chasing less up in the zone. He's he's found his you know his his stride so to speak as a hitter and, and has hit well for average too so uh, he's put it all together and I think that's for me that's the greatest part about Cal Raleigh is his is his uh, mental makeup he's he's a tough kid um, he's a little bit more old school maybe than 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 the the modern player today but his preparation is 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 intense and he he puts a lot into it he takes a lot of pride in being prepared when he takes the field and I know he's he's going to be very prepared today.
1: It almost feels like these days as a catcher, you have to have that mentality. I think about everything that goes into catching these days with the scouting reports, all your different pitchers, huge pitching stats you're dealing with, let alone trying to hit at this level as well. There's so much on your plate. What are your kind of expectations here in the early days of seeing Cal?
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and there is a lot of information and, and a lot more than there used to be, I think what guys end up doing is they sort of tailor it for the information they want and they they go seek that stuff out uh, and take that into the game with them and and, and that's that's a big part of what he'll be doing here in the first couple weeks Uh, what is it that I've used in the past does it work here at the big leagues those kinds of things he'll be feeling his way a little bit but uh, for the most part I think you know being comfortable behind the plate is going to be a big uh, priority for him this this first stretch and first time through obviously getting used to the pitching staff that's a that's a big barrier for him Uh, he's had a lot of these guys in AAA so so it won't be coming to this new he's had some in spring training so it's more of a refresher for him or a review Uh, but uh, just getting a chance to compete at the big league level getting comfortable here uh, I I don't anticipate any of that will be a problem for Cal Raleigh.
1: It comes at a good time. The Mariners, of course, playing some great baseball and a chance to put uh, the finishing touches with an exclamation point and a sweep of the Angels. That'd be a pretty sweet way to go into the break.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously with this, you know, with, with a tough series against the Yankees, to bounce back like this yeah. is, is huge. And uh, yeah, to pick up that sweep today would be enormous and, and, and I think it would get everybody in a, in a positive frame going into the break and then open it right back up with the Angels right. after the break. So uh, this, is, this has been a good stretch for the Mariners. They're playing really well at home and and that's great to see.
1: So some time off for the all-star break. Mariners will take on the angels next weekend coming up. We'll talk more about that as this week continues. In the meantime, the draft uh, beginning of the draft took place yesterday as well. The first pick was in and the Mariners take Harry Ford, a high school catcher slash outfielder. Here was Scott Hunter on the Mariners pick.
6: We're extremely excited about Harry Ford, high school catcher. Um, Very unique player and skill set wise, he's a he is a catcher. But at the end of the day, when you look at his uh, skill set, has uh, a true five tool player, he can run, he can throw, he can impact the game with his legs, his arm. Uh, but we're really intrigued by the explosive athlete to add to an already thriving system. Uh, now we're starting our next wave of, of prospects and starting with a younger kid with this kind of skill set we're excited about having.
9: Scott, no college pitching? What happened there?
6: Yeah, it's kind of funny. For about two weeks, I've been getting all the questions from uh, reporters and other guys in the game, other scouting directors saying, what college pitcher are you taking? And I said, if we can keep doing as well as we have been doing with the Logan Gilberts and the George Kirby's, I'll take another one. But when you can get an athlete like Harry Ford to start building uh, another part of our organization that we, we feel we're pretty deep in pitching right now and to have a player this high on our board get to us and really be able to dream one where, you know, we, we, as we said, we calling him a catcher, but this kid could play center field. He could play second base. We're going to send him out as a catcher, but a tool set of a true five tool player, just to say he's a catcher is, is probably an understatement, but we're truly excited about adding a, an offensive impact bat like Harry.
4: Scott, have you seen him play any of these other positions or have you, have you seen him only catch? I mean, I know you list him as catcher outfield, but have you seen him work around out there?
6: Um, I've only seen it on video. We actually, it's probably the best kept secret in baseball about, uh, well, I'd say if maybe a week before the draft came into our meetings. I headed down to Atlanta just for, because Harry would work out for teams, take his batting. Because I think the last game he played might have been in the end of May. Uh, so he's been off. So I wanted to go down there and make sure he was healthy, that uh, he was still the, the player we thought he was. And probably the best kept secret in baseball, I had a special guest meet me in Atlanta, and that was Jerry. Jerry flew in, uh, him and J- uh, Justin, and, we went in there. We watched him just take a round of BP. Harry said, "You want me to throw for you when we take ground balls, run in the outfield?" We said, "Nope, we had plenty." Um, so this was a, a a process that started obviously last winter and ended with a really good trip, a really good experience. Not for only me, but to be able to have Jerry and Justin at a at a player players workout that we spoke so highly of to have them go down there, meet them, see them, really put us at uh, in a place where we're really comfortable in taking them. And I'm shocked nobody had that because it's not every day you get a GM, to, you know, to go coast to coast. And Jerry was uh, more than obliged to, uh, to go down there with me.
4: Well, he told me he was in Atlanta for a draft thing, but I didn't know what he was talking about. But um, what did you guys see in the BP specifically that wowed you?
6: Yeah, you know what? It really wasn't about the batting practice. It was really about, you know, we talk a lot about here, you know, the, the journey from when you just select a player to, you know, the ultimate, you know, Day they play in the big leagues. And we've done a great job with players in the last four years. I mean, as we've always talked about in High City every year, I, I'm very fortunate to be able to talk on behalf of our scouting group. But what we've done over the last five years and building a system up from, you know, the 30th probably ranked system in baseball to a top three or four system in baseball is a credit to all of our scouts, all of our analytics department, our high performance, and really our scouts in the field finding the right players that fit what we're doing, not only athletically, talent wise, but the quite a kind of human beings we're. Finding. Finding. and that's the biggest thing when you take a high school kid out of uh you know his element in Atlanta Georgia or anywhere in across the country is to see if they're ready for that journey and to say Harry passed a lot of tests not only with me but our eventually our general manager and Andy McKay um would be an understatement the kind of kid he is maturity wise the adversity he's seen as a kid growing up the, the just the the presence this kid has I think you guys would be amazed with once you, you get to meet him he's focused on the right things comes from a good family um he, he's He's, he fits what we're doing as the Seattle Mariners really well.
1: And this is Harry Ford himself, and you'll love the Nelson Cruz stuff at the end.
9: i played pretty much everywhere on the diamond. I mean, my, my first position was third base and outfield, and I moved over to catcher uh, a little later. And so I've always kept playing. I didn't get to play as much outfield or infield at North Cobb just because, you know, like I was kind of needed at catcher, and so that was my main thing. And so – I, I can play anywhere. I've always, you know, tried to keep keep pride in that and keep working on my other skills because I don't want to be a guy that, like, gets stuck at a position and can't move, can't move around because I'm just trying to, you know, get, bring as many assets to the table as possible, whether that's physically or whether that's, you know, playing as many positions as I can.
4: Harry, Scott said you like to work out, do a bunch of stuff on your own yes, yes. and kind of grind it out.
9: Where did you get, kind of get into that working out and how much do you like to lift and do that stuff? Oh, I love lifting. I mean, I always say if baseball doesn't work out, I'm having my own gym because, you know, I, just, I take working out very seriously and it's always been, like, one of my passions and one of my favorite things to do. And so I started getting into working out when I was about seventh grade. Um, when my, my team, we went to this place called Fury Performance and we worked out together. And, you know, ever since then, it's just been every, every day for the last five years, I still have the same trainer since then, first one I ever had, then going to be the last. And I have a little gym in my basement. And besides baseball, it's just my absolute favorite, favorite thing.
2: Hey, Harry, where'd you pick up hitting with the donut on the bat for BP? Uh,
9: Edgar Martinez, who's like a legend here in Seattle, used to do that, but where'd you get that idea of doing that? <laughs> Um, actually, just on Instagram, especially, it was really Nelson Cruz. You know, I I watch him hit all the time. I watch his – I go to his trainer's page, and I watch what he does over there. And I see he always uses, you know, one-hand bats, and he always has a bait well on his bat when he's using it and he's hitting. And, you know, one day – it was always on my mind, but some uh, – this guy in my high school, he had one, and he gave it to me, and I started using it. And I think I went, like, three for three that day, so I just haven't stopped using it. And I, I train with it every day I in practice, before a game, you know. So it's really just from Nelson Cruz. Harry, why were you watching Nelson, and who else do you watch? Um, I watch Nelson just because he's such a, his swing is so mechanically, like, pretty and correct. And it just, it's something, it, you know, it's the swing that I really like. And I, I'm i not saying I would want to have his swing because I have my own but I just really like watching him. And, you know, I watch other guys like Acuna, you know, being from Atlanta. And, uh, yeah, those are mainly two, two guys I really watch Acuna and Nelson Cruz. Kind of tough to believe Nelson's 40 years old, isn't it? I know. He doesn't play like it, though, for sure. <laughs>
4: and so the draft
1: continues for the next couple days, so we'll have more on the draft in the coming days. In the meantime, I thought we would end this podcast as the first half of the season has ended with the first half that was. Enjoy!
10: This is the week that was.
2: A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners
3: past week
2: on
10: Mariners Magazine. Here's
3: his
10: 0-2. Swing and a miss for strike three. Boy, did he make Altuve look silly. A slider well outside and buried in the dirt. Altuve comes up empty, and with that, Kikuchi strikes out the side in order.
4: Yusei set it is 0-2 to Miller. Swing and a miss. Down he goes. A devastating cutter in the dirt. Miller swings through, and Yusei, brilliant to end this outing. Blanks Cleveland through seven innings. Kikuchi's 1-2. Swing and a miss for strike three. Cut
10: fastball gets Buster Posey. That's a career night for Yusei kakuchi Kikuchi. He matches his all-time high, 10 strikeouts over six very strong innings
5: tonight against the Giants. Japanese, you know, being loud, I think it's Udesai is, is the Japanese word for get loud. So that is, uh, you know, what I will say to to you say uh, just before he takes the mound uh, every night is uh, udassai. I want to be, I want it to be loud, um, and that's his loud fastball. And oftentimes you see it. There's a couple guys on base. It's a two strike count. And he goes and gets it, and uh, I think it's it's. It's Really cool because I think it intimidates him as well when it's coming at you in 98 and the guy's yelling behind it. That's pretty cool.
10: Here's the 3 1. Swinging a comebacker up the middle, snared behind the bag at second by JP Crawford. Olay style. What a play by JP Crawford! Line drive snared by JP Crawford at shortstop.
11: You have a really rare thing, which is you know, uh, an elite level defender who is has evolved into a very strong offensive player and, and doing it in your mid-20s when you still have the, the bulk of your prime years in front of you is, is a pretty exciting thing.
3: The 0-1 to Crawford. swinging a drive. deep the right field. Margot going back and this one is gone. Grand salami time. Grandma get out the right bread and mustard. It is grand salami time. J.P. Crawford with a line shot into the
7: his fifth home run of the season. But yeah, you had the whole stadium chain your name. And like You gotta come through. You just gotta come through. And thankfully, I mean, put a put a good swing on the pitch. He made a good pitch and um, thankfully he got through. Definitely having full capacity, missed that. After last year having no fans, that was terrible. So just to have everyone out there screaming, having a good time, you know, going crazy, missed that. You you take that for granted sometimes. And I mean, this year I've taken that all back in. That was something for the books right there.
10: The pitch to Fraley and it's well outside it's a walk off
3: walk on opening day 2021. A fly ball deep into the gap in right center field. Here comes Crawford running third. Down the stretch he comes. He will score. Ty France with a walk-off RBI single. Line drive deep right field plenty deep. Here comes France. He's steaming on the throw. Not in time. Mariners win it. Swing the ground ball face in the right field. The Mariners win it. Bowers will score. Kyle
4: Seeger. With a pinch hit. RBI walk-off single here in the bottom of the night. Swung on, lasered into left field. That's down for a base hit. J.P. Crawford rounding third base. He's being waved in. The throw to plate is not in time. It is party time at home plate. A walk-off winner. Swing out to right field. This is on its way back. And it's gone! Walk-off home run. You did it. Chad Long Jr. Swung on hard ground ball. It is through. It is a game winner. The Mariners have done it again. They are magic in extra innings. The M's walk it off against the Texas
5: Rangers. You can just feel the electricity in the ballpark. The crowd's hanging in there with us. We're starting to come back in the game. We take the lead. You know, Pretty cool. J.P. Crawford's at the plate and, and- 30,000 people are chanting JP and he comes through, gets the clutch hit. And I really do appreciate uh, the effort all our fans gave tonight. You can definitely feel it, uh, the energy and the excitement they bring. And, you know, it really helps our guys out.
10: Base is empty, top of the seventh. The 0-2. Swing and a miss. Gas at 96. What a two-seamer for an in on the hands on Austin Hayes.
3: And Kendall Graveman retires the side in order. Runner goes 2-2 pitch, and it is strike three called, and that will retire the side. Steckenrider strikes off the side here in the top of the ninth inning. Our
11: bullpen in general. You know, it's, I don't think there are a lot of people that are casual baseball observers that would have nailed it in the early season. Hey, as we head toward the All-Star break, Higher or low do you think the mariners will be one of the five best bullpens in the big leagues but that's what they've been
3: here we go the set by shagwa and the three two on the way swing and a miss and a high fastball for strike three as simeon slams the bat down holy smokes a huge strikeout for jt shagwa another three two swing and a miss for strike three seawald giving the international
10: sign for i throw a lot of sliders just strikes out the side in order
4: it's incredible i mean if you don't want to pitch in tight games in games that you're trying to win trying to get the hold, trying to get the save trying to you know we're down one get me in there maybe i can pull out the win then i don't know what you're doing here it's it's been great to pitch in those games i'll pitch in blowouts i'll pitch in tight games i'll pitch whenever they tell me to pitch but it certainly is more enjoyable when you get to pitch in close wins and you get to celebrate with the boys in the locker room after
2: that swing on driven deep to left Noisy going back, giving up. That baby is gone. A home run for Mitch Hanniger. And the Mariners have a 4 1 lead. Mitch with his second home run here this evening.
10: He's got 10 on the season. Swing hammered out to left field. Mitch Hanniger with a big blast to left and gone. Number 13 this year for Mitch Haniger ties this game in the third. Now
3: the stretch and the 0-1 pitch swinging a drive deep to left field. LaCastro Castro going back looking
11: up leaps up goodbye baseball. Mitch Haniger with his 19th home run of the season. Among the most intriguing things about Mitch, and and this really is, is true dating back to when he joined the Mariners. You know, postseason 2016, into the 17. His, his focus on his training, uh, his preparation for a game, managing his, his, the information, whether it's an opposing pitcher or it's what's happening with his own swing. And, and this really drips through to the, to the performance setter, the weight room, the dining room. He, he's always in tune with what he's doing and looking for new challenges. Here's a swing and a drive down the right field line. This is going to be a
3: fair ball into the corner. Kyle, the turn at first, heading for second. Up of the ball, Margot. The throw to second. Offline, Seeger slides in safely with a leadoff double here in the bottom of the second. Kyle Seeger with a leadoff double, and that is double number 296 for Kyle. He moves on by each row for third place on the all-time doubles list. In Seattle Mariners history, behind Edgar Martinez with 514 and Ken Griffey Jr. with 341. There's the stretch and the 0 2 again. Swinging a drive deep into the gap in right center field. And there goes number 84, Kyle Seeger has done it. His 84th home run here at T Mobile Park, more than anybody in a Mariners uniform. And it gives the Mariners a 2 0 lead.
5: You know what? They have gotten more aggressive over the years. There's no doubt about it. The, the celebrations have gotten worse. That was my first one of getting baby powder. So, I, we, I mean, we've done it to plenty of guys for, you know, their little celebratory showers after the game. But that was the first time it's been on me. So, I, uh, I understand what all the
4: complaints have been about. Flexen, his pitch. Swung on, ground ball right to the shortstop. Crawford, underhand to second for the out. And that is the inning. What a day it's been for Chris Flexen, A career-high seven innings. A career-high seven strikeouts and just one run allowed at Fenway Park against the mighty Red Sox. The stretch
3: and the pitch. Swung out and a fly ball into right field and deep. Going back. Stewart to the warning track near the wall. Leaps up and it's gone! Goodbye baseball! Kyle Lewis with an opposite field. Three run home run. Holy smokes! Four runs are in here in the of the eighth inning, and the Mariners now lead the Orioles five to one.
2: One zero here to Kelnick. Pitch swung on, line drive to the gap, right center field. Giddy up, gone. Oh. There it is! First home run in his big league career by Jared Kelnick, and the Mariners have taken a three nothing lead
3: here in the third. A bullet to the gap over the 380 side by J.K. The 1-2 on the way to Fraley. Swing and a fly ball into center field. Backing up is Ligaris to the 1. He track to the wall. Leaps up and it's gone. Goodbye baseball. Grandma, get out the ride, bread and mustard. It is grand salami time. Jake Fraley. And the 1-1 to Thomas. Swing and a line drive into center field for a base hit. First of the big leagues for Thomas. Fraley will score. Trammell running third. Heading home. Being waved in by Manny. He scores. Welcome to the big leagues again, Dylan Thomas. His first hit in the major leagues drives in two, and the Mariners now lead the Tigers seven to four. And what a night for Dylan Thomas! His first game in the big leagues. Great to the plate with the first pitch. Fastball swung on and driven deep to left.
2: Going back is the center fielder Springer on their track. Reaching up, it's gone. We get a tie ball game
3: tie France delivers the look in by Rodriguez and again the 1-2 to Torrens, swing and a fly ball deep into the gap right center field Garcia looking up going back goodbye baseball we are tied at three Luis Torrens with that opposite field solo blast here in the bottom of the eight Gilbert's 3-1 pitch swing and it's popped up Shadow
10: right center field. Dylan Moore is racing out. Here comes Mitch Haniger, and he makes the catch for out number three. What a performance today under the Seattle Sunshine by Logan Gilbert. A one-hitter against the Yankees over seven just sensational innings, and he retires the final 18 Yankees hitters in a row.
5: I have high expectations, but I'll take the wins when I can get them along the way, whatever that may be. Um, And I feel like I'm throwing the ball pretty well right now, but I know what I'm capable of. And I'm just going to continue to chase that and try to get better each time out.
3: Mitch Hanniger trying to give the Mariners a lead here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Wise back to the angels dugout base is loaded two down. Here's the stretch and the two nothing pitch swing and a drive deep to left center field, going and going grandma. Get out the right bread and mustard. It is grand salami time. Mitch Hanniger with a grand slam here in the bottom of the eighth inning, and the Mariners have the lead, seven to three. is twentieth home run of the season, and Hanniger clears the bases.
7: I said it in spring. We we're coming in this thing knowing that we could win. Um, we all thought it. We all think it every day. We put in the work every day. I mean, we all trust each other. We 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 ripe for one another. I don't know if you can see that. Um. But we do, we we have each other's backs. And I knew from the beginning of the season with the core we had and the team we had, we we're gonna come out here and shock a lot of people. I've been saying it, and once everybody, all these um, rookies, you know, they're just getting comfortable. And sometimes it takes longer than others, but um, once everyone's starting to come together, it's fun. And once everyone start, starts to get away from the me baseball and start seeing that, oh, we're playing for the team it's going to be it's going to be a good change and we're going to start riding like we are now